Welcome, welcome. You're listening to the Disney Parks Wonder podcast. I'm your host, Emma Albertson, and this is episode number 47. As promised, this episode is all about our trip to Walt Disney World last week. Now, it's going to be longer than normal because I'm going to be putting together snippets of audio that I took every evening of the trip. I did it that way so it would be fresh in my mind and you'd get details of kind of what the park is like right now. So I recorded about five to ten minutes per night and I kind of smushed them all together for this episode. But next week I'll be doing another episode about the trip that's got more concrete details, tips, tricks, our new favourites in the park, what it's like in the pandemic, so make sure you stay tuned for that. So as this episode is going to be a bit longer than normal, let's dive straight into our Disney News Bulletin. So perhaps the biggest news of the week is that there'll be no more Disney's Magical Express service starting in January 2022. It is unclear why they've stopped this and if they're going to be offering something instead to get their guests to and from the resorts from the airport, Um, but we will definitely stay tuned for that. However, a perk for Disney Resort guests starting very soon is that they'll be able to get into all the Disney parks up to 30 minutes earlier than guests that are staying off site. So that could be a very fun perk for all of those staying on site. Next up over in Disneyland, Supposedly the lot that used to have the Rainforest Cafe over in downtown Disney is officially going to be changed into a Star Wars trading post. So that's good news for all you Star Wars fans out there. And supposedly there will be merchandise here that you will not be able to find anywhere else. Speaking of merchandise, it seems that the Disney parks have been going crazy for those Disney cats and dogs. The latest piece of merchandise to follow magic bands, backpacks, Dooney and Bort collection, happens to be dresses. So for $128 a pop, you can pick up a dress covered in Disney cats or in Disney dogs. They're actually pretty cute. So if you love those characters, you should definitely check them out. And while I was looking in some gift shops last week, I also saw an incredibly cute rain jacket that had cats and dogs, you know, playing on that raining cats and dogs pun. Then last but not least, something for real Disney fans, you're probably gonna get excited just as I am, that Disney Park's official TikTok has released a kind of mini tour of the Cinderella suite inside the Cinderella castle. So if you wanna get an inside peek at that, you know, unique suite that hardly anyone has seen, make sure you check out their TikTok page. Okie dokie, let's dive into my daily updates from our January 2021 trip. Enjoy. Today was our arrival day to Walt Disney World and it actually went a lot smoother than I was expecting. So it started off with a really nice experience at the airport. Our flight landed a lot earlier than scheduled, so I think that helped. We managed to get through the airport fairly quickly and down to Disney Express. So as I mentioned, I'd never used Disney Express before and I was pleasantly surprised. It was so easy, we scanned our magic bands, got straight onto the bus and it had departed within probably five minutes. So we landed early, got to our hotel in about half an hour and we're off to a really great start. Our room wasn't quite ready when we arrived, but I was expecting that. So we kind of relaxed a bit in the resort, had a packed lunch that we'd brought with us. And then we went to check out the food court and the gift shop, which is actually pretty good considering this is a 
value resort. They had a fair amount of choices and the gift shop was decent as well. There was lots of different types of merchandise available. So after a quick little rest in our room, we decided to go straight to Disney Springs. We had a reservation for around seven, but there was a few things we wanted to look at beforehand. So we decided to go a bit early. The first thing we wanted to check out was a Japanese food stand called Yesaki. And I really enjoyed it. It was even better than I had anticipated. I was kind of worried that as I've been spoiled enough to eat in Japan, that I might be disappointed with the equivalent, but they did a really good job. I had something called a taiyaki, which is something I loved in Japan. It's like a pancake filled with red bean paste, and theirs was really on par, I have to say. It was looked great, tasted great, so I was really happy. My husband got a teriyaki chicken steamed bun, which was also really nice. A little bit pricey, they're about $6 a piece, but it was worth it because I think they were pretty authentic. So if you like Japanese food or you want to try something different, I really recommend that one. It's called Yesaki and it was right by the cinema they have over there. So that one was really good. After our little snack, we just wandered around some of the shops. We went to Disney Springs last time we were here, but it was really hot. Um, so we didn't hang around too much, but we went into some of the smaller boutiques. We went to a cute chocolate shop called the Ganacherie, and we got some kind of gourmet chocolates there. We got a few, we haven't tried them yet, but one of them has Mickey Mouse on it, one has Minnie Mouse on it, and the other one is a Florida orange flavor. So we decided to go for that as we're in Florida, so why not? After that, we went to a small honey shop. My husband's got a bit of an obsession with honeybees, so he really wanted to go in there, so we did. After that, we just popped into a few different of the Disney shops. We were gonna go to World of Disney, but it was a Saturday night. It was kind of busy. There was a wait for most shops. Um, not too bad, but we just didn't wanna do it because Next part of the story, we were kind of underprepared for the chilly weather. I didn't expect it to be as chilly as it was that night, so we actually did have to make a couple of quick purchases. I got a little fluffy um, cover-up to use, but I think it's going to be useful throughout the whole trip as the mornings are going to be a bit colder than we planned for. So yeah, we just did a bit of shopping and then we head over to our reservation at Jaleo. Jaleo is a Spanish restaurant by a, I think he's Michelin starred, but I'm not sure, but he's a famous chef called um, Jose Andres. And word of warning, it was very, very pricey for the portion sizes, but the food was delicious. And as a couple that have lived in Spain for two years, one of us being Spanish, the food was really up to scratch. It was authentic. It was really enjoyable. It's just pricey. So if you want to spoil yourself, definitely go. But if you don't really want to pay a lot of money for small things, maybe not. But we did have the chicken croquetas, which were great. We both liked those. They were our favorite. We had um, patatas bravas, which are another popular one over in Spain. They were really good too. But the thing that shone for us were the drinks. I got a sangria. My husband got a gin and tonic. And they were both really, really great. Quite strong. Really, really good. The service was really great in there too. The atmosphere was really nice. So I do recommend it, but just, you know, be prepared for a hefty price tag at the end.
after that we decided to head back we wanted to be able to sleep early and be refreshed for our first park day and basically we got on the first bus again out of Disney Springs very simple straight to the hotel we as I said are in pop century we got a really great room if you want one that's close to the reception area I recommend the 50s section that's where we are everything's super easy to get to probably five minutes max to the Skyliner to the bus to the food court to the shop really convenient the room is really cute um, but I'll report more on that later and that's basically it for our first day and I'll report tomorrow on what we get up to in Animal Kingdom. This is the first full park day of the trip and so this morning we took the bus to Animal Kingdom. We did decide to get some breakfast at our hotel, Pop Century, so we did the mobile ordering, went down, grabbed it, ate, it was really easy, really quick and simple. So again, we lucked out. We got on the first bus to Animal Kingdom. We were there within 15 minutes. It was really quick to get in through the turnstiles and everything. And we made a beeline to Pandora. And the first thing we went on was Flight of Passage. We were really pleasantly surprised for some reason. It was probably about 30 minutes to get on it, although the line looked quite long. It was only about 30 minutes. And we were in and on Flight of Passage. And the day just went really smoothly after that. After Flight of Passage, we head up to do a safari. So we walked up through Africa, straight onto the safari. Again, same thing. The line looked longer, but it really wasn't. I think it took us about 20 minutes and we were on. We were really lucky on the safari as well. It was quite chilly. Um, in the morning to start with but then the sun was out so when you were in the sun it was nice and warm and I think that enticed a lot of the animals out because we saw basically everything cheetahs elephants hippos it was really really lovely and with the plexiglass and everything it felt really safe in that in the um, safari vehicles that was very nice so after the safari we wandered around a bit in the Africa area and head straight down to Expedition Everest because we wanted to get in another roller coaster before we got some food in us. Um, again, Expedition Everest, I think the line stretched back just to that bridge right by Finding Nemo. And again, I think it probably took about 10, 15 minutes to go on it. Although it said the line was 30 minutes, it was definitely less than that. So that was a nice surprise. Got on and off of that really quickly. And then we decided to go and eat. So we were kind of torn about where to eat. We wanted to do a quick service. We were thinking about doing Harambe Market um, because that's opened again now, but only at weekends. And But instead we, we did Yak and Yeti local food cafes because we loved the table service restaurant. We went to that on our honeymoon. And so we thought we'd give the quick service a shot. And it also had lots of outside tables, which was nice. So we decided to go ahead and do that. And the food there was excellent. It exceeded my expectations, honestly. So I had a, um, I think it was honey sesame chicken with white rice and it came with some vegetables like a squash and carrot. And it was really nice. The chicken, delicious, really nice sauce and flavor. My husband got the fried Korean chicken burger, I think it was, or sandwich. 
and it had some spicy slaw it came with french fries and that was also really really good so i highly recommend that quick service it didn't take us very long either it wasn't a mobile order it was just kind of wait in line but we went at you know typical lunchtime rush hour we ate i think around 12 12 30 and we really did not wait long at all got the food got a table absolutely fine and it's kind of fun because that seating area is right next to the gibbons so we got to see them kind of swinging around in their inhabitat in their habitat sorry and it was just kind of fun they were kind of noisy though but i enjoyed it it was really great so after we ate i'm trying to think what we did yeah so straight after we ate we decided we were going to go back through to pandora and go on Navi river journey because for some reason that seemed to have the longest wait time of the day more so than flight of passage which for me is kind of crazy um, and this one I will say was the only one that did match its post time exactly so this one we waited just under an hour um, we didn't mind though because we wanted some time to let our food go down and I really like Navi River Journey. My husband not so much but I just think it's beautiful and the music gives me goosebumps and so I insisted that we went on it. So it was a nice way to kind of relax after all the food. Straight after Navi River Journey we zipped straight to Dinosaur. Um, we both really like Dinosaur. It's a fun ride. It's kind of jerky but it's fun so we went straight on to dinosaur and en route we stopped to get a coffee at joffrey's um again really nice didn't have to wait hardly any time for that and then we got onto dinosaur dinosaur did have a kind of long ride it wasn't unexpected because it did have a posted wait for about 45 minutes dinosaur last time we came never had a queue it was always super empty but I didn't mind waiting for it because we both think it's fun and it was probably about 30 minutes and we were on so again nothing crazy the wait times were really really good and we could not complain with them at all so after we did dinosaur it was getting to be around 4 4 30 and we had a mobile order already set up to eat between 5 30 and 6 which was when the park was closing so we just decided that we'd go back over to pandora and do flight of passage again because we really wanted to do it one more time as it's my favorite and as i said the wait time really wasn't bad so we went over there got in line it was about 30 minutes. We were on flight of passage, really easy. And because we did have that extra time before our lunch reservation, we decided to go ahead and do Expedition Everest again because it was literally a walk on at that point. After we were satisfied with getting all the rides done, we did go and do our mobile order at Satuli Canteen. Satuli Canteen, again, wasn't busy. We put in our order that we were there, went to pick it up straight away and it was super quick. It also was kind of empty in there too because it was nearly park closing so we easily got a table. The food at Satuli Canteen was amazing. We both really enjoyed it. I decided to get the hamburger pods, I think they're called, and they're kind of like bao buns or steamed buns and they're filled with hamburger filling, which sounds like a weird combination but it really works and they were delicious. They had slaw with them with those little boba balls and also some veggie chips, which were delicious too. Then my husband got a one of their bowls and it was noodles with chicken. 
he said he liked it. It wasn't his favourite thing, but we both really enjoyed it. And I always recommend Satouli Canteen because not only is their food really good, it's healthier than a lot of the other options. So that one was a big win for us. After that, we looked in some of the gift shops on the way out and head back to the bus stop. Again, even though it was just park closing, we got on the first bus back to Pop Century and it was really easy, really smooth. We had a really great day. I will be back to tell you about our day tomorrow where we are going to Universal Studios. Good evening, I'm talking to you from Pop Century after a wonderful day at Universal Studios. As I mentioned before, we had not been to Universal Studios before, so we're kind of unsure about what to expect, but it was a lot of fun. The day started off on a really great note because we booked an Uber to take us to Universal, and the Uber driver happened to be British, so for me that was really great because I hadn't seen another British person in the flesh for over a year. And um, he gave us some really great advice, which ended up working out really well. So I didn't really have a game plan, so to speak, for Universal. I was just thinking we'll go in, go straight to Harry Potter um, and go from there. But in fact, he gave me some really good advice that ended up being great. So he recommended that we should not go to the Harry Potter section first of the Universal Studios Park, because that's what everybody does. And we should make the most of using the rest of the park and then go to Harry Potter last before we want to take the Hogwarts Express to Islands of Adventure. So that's what we did. We followed his advice and not being funny, the park that whole morning was basically empty. We walked straight onto attractions. We walked onto the Simpsons ride, walked onto Transformers, walked onto Men in Black, and the Simpsons area was so deserted. I took a video of us, and it was like we were the only ones in Springfield, so that was really fun. Um, and yeah, let me tell you, all the crowds were in Diagon Alley, so we kind of avoided them until the very last minute. Um, a couple of things about Universal Studios that um, I didn't know, but would be useful for first timers is that first of all the locker situation so a lot of the rides require you to put your belongings in lockers which is kind of jarring because disney don't do that at all and it's kind of annoying but whatever i get it um but the lockers the problem is is that there's two sizes the small ones are free and the bigger ones are not free and the little ones are kind of small you have to really smush your stuff in there and it's just a little bit obnoxious i think that's kind of a cheeky thing for them to have done so that's just a heads up that you will need to do that on the reg so make sure that you have an adequate size bag unless you want to have to pay and another thing is the men in black ride i had really high hopes for it we really love shooting and laser games um but i just found the whole game really kind of confusing the ride itself was fun it was like great scenery great vehicle um but it was really hard to know what you were supposed to shoot at and it was hard to tell if you'd hit a target or not so that was kind of disappointing but you know it's what can i say it ain't no buzz like is laser blast in disney right now <laughs> so anyway we did everything we wanted to do in that park for the morning and by midday we made it to um, Diagon Alley. I'm not the biggest Harry Potter fan but I have to tell you even I was blown away by it like all the details it was so much fun to explore that dragon up on the Tower of Gringotts and I also really enjoyed um, 
the Hogwarts Express because the King's Cross station, obviously I grew up in England and trips to London. So it was really cool to see the details and that they'd got them spot on and everything. So we did the Gringotts ride. Again, it was like a 20, 25 minute wait, which I didn't think was bad for like the major headliner. We were on really quickly and what an amazing ride. We also got ice cream at the, um, oh, I can't even pronounce it. It's like Flor Floris, Flossicues ice cream parlor. I don't know. They have all those crazy flavors. And we got butterbeer soft serve ice cream, which was delicious. I highly, highly recommend it. Can't explain exactly what the flavor is, but get it. You won't regret it. So then we head over to Islands of Adventure. And again, Hogsmeade, so quaint, so cute. We really enjoyed exploring that. And the two rides over there are absolute corkers. Um, Forbidden Journey, Hagrid's Motorbike. Hagrid's Motorbike is insanely good. So many surprises. I'm not going to give any spoilers, but I just wasn't expecting it. Forbidden Journey is kind of scary, actually. I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It has its kind of scary moments. Um, some jump scares in there too, but the technology is incredible. That was honestly one of the best 3D experiences they have in Universal Studios, I think. Um, so yeah, really impressed with all the Harry Potter rides um, and just the general scenery over there. We had lunch at um, the Jurassic Park area called Burger Digs. And I have to say, I really did not like the food there, but that was more because of my choice. I was deciding to be adventurous and I was gonna get this vegan burger. And um, I love mushrooms. It was supposed to be this mushroom burger. I was like, that sounds great. And it was just so not great. Um, so yeah, my husband's burger was delicious and I wish I'd made the more unhealthy choice and gone for a normal burger because the vegan burger just uh, didn't quite, you know, hit the spot. <laughs> um, so anyway, after that, we just hit up all the things in Island of Adventure we wanted to do. We went on the Hulk roller coaster, which was so fast. We both saw stars from that G-Force, but it was a lot of fun. I recommend it. We did Spider-Man, which was really good. Um, we did the King Kong ride, which is also really cool, mainly because of the crazy animatronic they have of King Kong. So that was good too. And we just kind of relaxed a bit, strolled around, had a coffee. And to be honest, we left the park at around 4, 4.30. We got there early. We did everything we wanted to do and we had a whole other day. So we didn't want to like tire ourselves out we would rather spread it out go back the next day and enjoy it more rather than be tired and push on so we left um universal around 4 4 30 and so for that reason we didn't eat at universal studios we instead decided to go back to our room relax a bit and then we took the skyliner to the caribbean beach resort because that was like a three minute skyliner away and they had a few food options we wanted to try so we did mobile order from center town market i got a jerk chicken salad bowl my husband got a cuban sandwich and they were both really really good we enjoyed that a lot and the Caribbean resort is actually really pretty and fun to walk around because it was quite warm that evening. So that was a really great meal and it was something different, something more relaxed. So I do recommend that if you're on a Skyliner resort that you hop to the different resorts to grab food from time to time just to expand your options a bit. But that was the gist of the day and um, I will report on our second day of Universal tomorrow. This is the end of the day two 
of Universal Studios and today was even less crowded than yesterday. We went to the park a little bit later, we arrived around 11, um, went straight to Islands of Adventure. Hagrid's motorbike was posted at a 45 minute wait but we rode it twice in a row and probably waited 15 minutes each time. So definitely don't be freaked out by long waiting times. And to be honest, it wasn't even because of the queue we waited 15 minutes. It's literally because walking from the end to the attraction takes that long. But yeah, we did it twice in a row because Hagrid's motorbike has a sidecar and a motorbike and we both wanted to try being on the motorbike because that is definitely the more intense experience. So um, I recommend if you can to try it both ways. After that, we did the rest of the Harry Potter stuff that we wanted to repeat. There was only a couple of attractions we didn't get to do yesterday. That was the Minion Mayhem and um, I can't remember. There was one other we hadn't done that we did today and then we just repeated our favorites. So we, like I said, we repeated Harry Potter. We did, um, we did the Spider-Man one again because we really enjoyed that. And then perhaps my favorite part of the day was we ate at the Simpsons food court. And if you're a Simpsons fan, you'll just love it. There's so many references to the TV show. They had screens showing parts of the TV series and the food was fab. So we went to Cletus's Chicken Shack, which I said we'd planned to do, and we both got the chicken and waffle sandwich. It was delicious, and I really appreciated that they had lots of different sides, because I actually got a fruit salad with mine, so that was really cool. And then I decided to go for the Flaming Mo from that episode of The Simpsons where Aerosmith come to the bar. I love Aerosmith, so I just had to do it. It is an alcoholic, um, and it's I really couldn't put my finger on exact flavors, but it was fruit juice. And then they pour some some reaction and it starts to smoke and bubble. I, I don't know if it's dry ice or what it is, but it's a really cool effect. And we really enjoyed that. Added a little bit of pizzazz to the lunch. So really recommend the Simpsons Food Court. There's all different types of food and you do the mobile ordering on your phone. So it's really nice because you sit at a table and they bring it to you. So definitely recommend that. Aside from that, as I said, we just did a lot of repeating of stuff we did. Honestly, we didn't need the second day at Universal. And in hindsight, if I'd known, I probably would have gone to Magic Kingdom instead. But we, we didn't know how busy it was going to be. We had no clue the crowds would be so low that everything would basically be a walk-on or 10 minutes even for headlining rides. So that was a very pleasant surprise. And it meant that we could take the days more chill, which I guess was really, really nice. But as I say, I think I would have rather had that extra day to do something else, but we paid for it and we were like, let's just make the most of it and chill and enjoy it. So maybe if you've got a trip coming up during the pandemic, I mean, obviously check crowd calendars because they are a godsend. Um, our crowd calendar was saying that crowds were probably gonna be a three or a four out of 10. And that was definitely spot on. Cause I mean, there will be some times even in the pandemic where lines are crazy. Even like a week to two weeks prior to our trip, there were waits for about 180 minutes for some of the rides. So you can't assume, but crowd calendars are normally pretty accurate. Um, so perhaps take that into consideration if you're going at a less busy time and you don't really want to spend the money for two days. You probably, unless you want to do every single thing, will be able to do the main things you want to do in one day. So we left the park around five o'clock. We wanted to eat at a specific restaurant on the city walk called Cowfish. 
Um, we'd heard a lot of good things about it. It was very interesting. It's kind of a smush of sushi and hamburgers, which sounds crazy and it looks crazy too, but it was really, really tasty. So if you want something a little bit different, I highly recommend cowfish. It's a little bit pricier, but because the food is so unique, I think it's actually one of those few places that you know its price tag is worth it and you get a good amount it's not a small portion it's pretty big um i had the hamburgushi that's what they call it my husband had i can't remember the name it was something like hillbilly barbecue and it was like a pulled pork sushi with this like crazy fried crispy potato on the top so that was definitely a lot of fun and we enjoyed our meal there and then we went ahead and head back to disney now the uber in Universal is actually really well done. There's a specific bay in their car park where Uber drivers come and there's a red and a blue section, I think. So basically your Uber driver will drop you off. You just go down a couple of escalators and you're basically right there at the um, security checkpoint. And then when you come out, you just text your Uber driver what color lane they're in and you can find them relatively um, easily. Cause I was a bit concerned with a huge resort that it'd be hard to do that, but it was honestly really simple. So don't be put off by that. So yeah, that was our universal experience. I really enjoyed universal. Um, and we will be back with Disney tomorrow. So today was a bit of a switcheroo. We were planning on doing Hollywood studios today, but I woke up at 7am. I was unable to get that Rise of the Resistance boarding pass. And so, so we had a whole extra chance. We decided we'd rather wait, flip the days. And as there were park passes available, it was very easy to swap to do Epcot today and then we'll do Hollywood Studios tomorrow. So for that reason, we could, you know, sleep in a bit. We went and got Mickey Waffles at the food court for breakfast and head over to Epcot around 11 when it opened. Epcot was pretty empty um, at first. We explored some of the um, showcase areas like England and Canada. We went in some of the gift shops. Um, and then we decided to go over to the land pavilion because we last trip we didn't do living with the land because we got there too late and it was closed. And we're both kind of into that whole kind of agriculture side of things. And surprisingly, living with the land is so interesting. You get to go in the greenhouses and find out behind the scenes of what Disney does to grow their own produce and how much they make and how they do it and you know things like that. And we really enjoyed it. It was super interesting. Then we did soaring, which as always is impressive. I love it. Never get bored of that. Um, another attraction that we did that we wouldn't typically do, but because we had so much extra time because it was so quick to get on everything, we decided to give it a shot. And it was the Disney and Pixar 4D Film Festival. And I have to say, this one really took me by surprise. It was so much better than I was expecting. It was three short films. Um, one of them was a Disney Pixar one. Um, one of them was just a Disney Animation Studios and the other one was a really old one from like maybe the 50s or 60s and it was black and white. But the way they'd done the technology is that the cartoons were jumping out of the black and white and becoming colored cartoons and seats would move and it was just really, really good. I just, I would really recommend it, especially if you want something a little bit chill. Um, really, really shocked by how good it was. So I definitely recommend that. Then we went to get lunch at Katsura Grill. It was a success this time. The food was great. We got the yuzu wings to split and my husband got ramen. I got sushi. We got the plum wine. The plum wine was really good. It was like 
liquid candy or I don't know, it was really tasty. Um, we really enjoyed sitting there. We easily got a table. The Japan Pavilion is one of my favorite parts of Epcot because they've done a really good job with the theming and they have a great department store. So we really enjoyed that. We finished looking around the other world showcase countries like Germany, Italy, um, and we stopped in the France Pavilion to get that ice cream sandwich macaroon. It was honestly like in the top three best things I ever ate. Um, the seasonal flavor was raspberry and vanilla swirl in two raspberry macaroons and it was divine. So get one, get three, this is so, so good. And then we did um, Frozen Ever After, which was basically a walk-on, which is unheard of. And then um, we did Mission Space, which it was way more intense than we both remember. We were both a little bit freaking out. But I guess what's nice is with social distancing, a lot of the rides you get to sit by yourself now. So we were just the two of us in this kind of space pod. Um, that G-Force is wild. Um, but really fun experience. And then I guess the only disappointment of the day was that test track was down most of the day. I don't know what happened, if it was technical, it just was broken, not operating. So we did not get to go on test track, but honestly, I had such a great time. It wasn't even the end of the world to me. We looked at some of the festival of arts things they had going on. There was some kind of fun chalk art. There were um, galleries. You could look at different prints and you could buy prints. We did peruse some of the food booths, but there was nothing that really took our fancy. So we didn't bother. And instead we ended up having dinner at the Cantina de San Angel. Um, really good food there, really good price. We got the lemon margarita to split. It was really chilly that evening, um, which was unfortunate because there's only outdoor seating. But honestly, it was a really nice day. And to top it off, when we were leaving the park to get the Skyliner, we happened to catch a performance by the Voices of Liberty, like an a cappella singing group, and they do Disney songs. And it was just beautiful and a little magical way to end the night. So we headed out after that on a high and... Yeah, it was a really, really great Epcot day. Hardly any waits. We did everything we wanted to do. Um, the food was fantastic. No complaints here. I will be back tomorrow to tell you about our final day at Hollywood Studios. Today was the last day, but probably our favorite day, to be honest. Hollywood Studios is just where it's at right now. There's so much going on, all the new stuff. Just a great day from start to finish. So we headed over around nine on the Skyliner. The Skyliner hardly ever has a wait. It's such a great method of transportation. So take it whenever you can. Um, so we got there. First of all, we went on Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Don't wanna give any spoilers on that, but it's so much fun. It's like jumping into a cartoon. The music's fun, the story's fun. Um, yeah, really recommend it. After that, we head to Toy Story Land and we went on Toy Story Mania and we did Slinky Dog Dash. Again, you know, not long waits at all. I think the most we waited was 30 minutes. And then we went over and did the Tower of Terror. I love the Tower of Terror. It's basically one of my favorite attractions ever. It makes me laugh so hard, love the feeling. That was actually the longest wait of the day, I think. It was about 40 minutes. Um, but again, when you're talking about Hollywood Studios of all these headliner rides, that's really not bad at all. After that, we decided to get some lunch and we did in the end decide to do ABC commissary and we were not disappointed because we had the best food ever. 
Um, I'll talk about that in my next episode. Where I'm going to talk about the best foods and stuff. But it was honestly delicious. Absolutely delicious. Highly recommend ABC Commissary. Again, it was a mobile order, so it was really quick and easy. Easy to get a table. Um, good prices. Just mm, good. So afterwards, we went and did Star Tours, which was fun. Now I've seen the Star Wars movies. I definitely appreciate that more. And we did the Rock and Roller Coaster with Aerosmith. Again, another great ride. It was basically a walk-on for that. And then we, um, oh yeah, I forgot. We managed to get a boarding pass at the one o'clock group. And I was so excited. So I was worried we weren't gonna get one. So we had our call back for that. And I'm actually gonna do a whole episode on the Star Wars stuff just because I have quite a lot to say and I don't wanna kind of fill this whole day about it, but Rise of the Resistance, incredible. And stay tuned to hear more about all that. So as well, we got a Wookiee cookie to split from Backlight Express. It was the hugest cookie. It was like two massive gooey oatmeal cookies filled with a vanilla buttercream and it had like a chocolate Wookiee belt on it. We split it between the two of us and it was still like too much richness, but it was decadent and delicious and I don't regret it, recommend it, but split it, please, for between at least two, if not more people. Um, again, as the crowds were so low and the wait times were so low, we honestly got to do every single thing we wanted to do, which in Hollywood studios these days is miraculous. <laughs> And we actually got to go on Toy Story Mania three times. We both love Toy Story Mania. We get competitive on it and it's a lot of fun. We saw a little bit of entertainment. They did have um, some characters wandering around, um, some cavalcades. And in Star Wars area, they had some stormtroopers kind of walking around and doing interactions with people, but obviously at a distance. So I definitely felt like you still had that element of bumping into characters, which was fun. And then we ended the day having dinner at Docking Bay 7. Excellent experience. But again, I will talk about that in the episode where I'm going to go really into the details about Galaxy's Edge and all the Star Wars things. But I will say I did go to the milk stand and it was pretty good. It was unexpected flavors, but really good. So yeah, our Hollywood Studios day today was just a really nice way to end the trip. We loved every minute of it. The weather was decent. Um, it wasn't really chilly. It was just great. And I'm so thankful that this trip has gone so smoothly and we've had such great opportunities in all the parks. And um, I'll check back in quickly tomorrow on our departure day. Um, but yeah, good night from Pop Century. So today's our departure day. I'm sad to say we're just in the airport now um, waiting to board our flight. This morning, we were planning to have a reservation at the Whispering Canyon Cafe over at the Wilderness Lodge to get those bison burgers. But unfortunately, our Disney Express pickup time was a lot earlier than we'd anticipated. And we just didn't have time to get over to the lodge to eat and get back. Um, so unfortunately, we had to cancel it. We weren't charged a cancellation fee, though, because I explained that, you know, we didn't know that our time was going to be so early. And they were really nice about it. We ended up being picked up three and a half hours before our flight, which I thought was a little bit intense considering it was just a, you know, um, not an international flight. It was a regional, um, but it is what it is. So we just kind of took it easy in the morning. We were at our food court and had some lunch there. 
Um, went to the gift shop one last time and just soaked in the Disney magic and the Florida sun because in a couple of hours we'll be back in the Midwest where it's cold and there's snow flurries. Um, but yeah, a really wonderful trip. Um, so thankful we went ahead and did it. Um, and yeah, my episode next week, I'm going to go into more details about, um, COVID things. Um, if I recommend people going during this period or not, um, some tips and tricks. I'm going to go into a bit more detail about our new favorite things. Um, and yeah, how it varied from our last trip to this trip, just so we can get like a bit of comparison, a bit more insight, because this was more just I wanted to give you some updates on the trip day to day so I didn't forget details, give you a bit of an insight on what things are like right now. But next week I'll be more kind of tips, facts and extra details. So make sure you stay tuned for that. And um, yeah, have a great weekend and I'll speak to you on the pod on Monday. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you enjoyed this different format and enjoyed following along with my trip. As I said, next week I'll be back with even more information about last week's Disney World jaunt. As always, if you want to get in touch, you can write into DisneyParkWanderer at gmail.com. If you'd like to help this podcast grow, please leave a rating and review. The easiest way to do this is on Apple Podcasts. I'll be back next week and until then, enjoy the rest of your week and stay curious.